Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Genesis chapter 45. Let's begin from the third verse. The Bible says, And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. And he said, Now therefore be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves, that you sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. The Bible says, For these two years has the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years, and in which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. He says, So now it was not you, that sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh, and lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Tell your neighbor, God set me up. Joseph was born a normal guy. He was not the firstborn. He was not the strongest boy. He was not the mightiest among them. Joseph was a normal guy. He lived a normal life. He had brothers and there was a line of brothers. But something one day happened and Joseph got a dream. Hallelujah. And I realized that before the dream, Joseph was Joseph. There was nothing that he could be except Joseph. He dreamed a dream. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was the first time we see a man's countenance change against his own son. Some of you, the thing I'm talking about here is way bigger than every man to be happy for you. You see, before Joseph dreamed, he was a normal guy. He ate food normally. He slept normally. He did everything like any other normal person. But something one day changes, and the guy gets a dream. And he sees things bow to him. And then he says, I saw the sun. I saw the moon. And all his stars, and all of them were bowing to me. And his father told him, boss, are you saying? You see, he's my son, but at that particular point, it wasn't important that he's a son. He says, are you saying that we're about to worship you? Is that what you're saying? Because you see, the son represented the father. 
Because the glory of men is the grace of functioning by the day. And that's why they're the head. And the mother was the moon. Because the glory of the woman is the grace of functioning by the night. And that's why in Proverbs 31, the Bible says, Her candle does not burn out by the night. That means that the certain things women are sensitive about in places where men are not sensitive. That's why in the functioning of the real making of Eve, the man had to sleep. <laughs> you understand where I'm coming from? So there was no way he could make woman when the man was seeing. And that's a place of wives. They see certain things men don't see. That's why men have to listen to their wives. The Bible says that your prayers might be heard. You get it? That your prayers might be what? Hard. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So the mother, the sons, the children. And the Bible says, and then he sees them bowing to him. Joseph did not wake up and he said, I want them to bow to me. Joseph did not go to a prayer mountain and told them, God, make my relatives bow to me. He didn't tell God, please help me, separate me here, that everyone or my family would bow to me. No, 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 he didn't want it. He did not ask for it. But the blessing found him. And then he goes to his own father, of who he was a seed, and he tells his father, I had this dream. And the father was already disturbed that the son started to dream that way. So the thing on Joseph was not because he was hated. The thing on Joseph was because he had a dream, period. Some of you, the things that are disturbing you, is just dreams. If you had not started dreaming, you'd not make certain men lose appetite. If you had not started dreaming, you'd not have made certain people lose sleep. If you had not started dreaming, certain men would not have looked at you with a crazy countenance. They started to look at you a certain way. Why? Because you're a dreamer. The time when you had no dream, you had no purpose, you had no intention, you had no plan for your life. Men did not mind. There was a time when men didn't care whether you slept or you didn't sleep. You understand? There was a time men did not care whether you passed this way, you passed that way. Why? Because in their mind, you are just another. But God, you got a dream. Something started to shape your life. If you're here and you don't have a dream, oh, call a mandala. So certain things happen to men, not because they're really bad people, but because they're dreamers. And there are certain things that will never pursue you in this life if you don't have a dream. So certain beef, let me use that word, dot com, that is surrounding your life is not because you have a spirit of rejection. I tell you, if Joseph lived in this day, man, I'm a Kalea. And he found some of our prophets, oh my God, you have a spirit of rejection, I see this. And that's why I told people, eh? if you want to understand that the spirit of rejection has conditions, get money. Have you ever seen a rich man with a spirit of rejection? The Bible says the poor are rejected. The Bible says the poor are rejected. You get it? But Joseph, if he lived in this generation where we're speaking right now, trust me, Joseph would have the biggest spirit of rejection. Look at his story. Get a present day life minister who can see in the spirit and he walks through the story of Joseph. The first time you had a dream, your father rejected you. And then after that, your brothers sell you. And then they throw you in a pit. They get you out of the pit. A man buys you. They take you into a man's house. The woman accuses you of something that you did not do. And then that woman 
it's in, in prison. You're in prison. You meet a certain guy who's a cupbearer of a king. They had committed certain atrocities and they have dreams. You interpret their dreams. They forget you. You get it? So at the end of the day, when they look at you like, Joseph, you're rejected. Somebody said, God set me up. Oh, Shelebala. God set me up. I am not rejected. God just set me up. But if you lived in this generation, many prophets would say that man has a spirit of rejection. You need deliverance from your head. Because what is on you? It's serious. Now we're going to bind that rejection spirit. That father hating spirit. That brother hating spirit. That cousin uncle hating spirit. That Potiphar woman making move on you spirit. So at the end of the day, the Christian has a million spirits on them. Why? So to my mind, I know that yes, the guy is rejected. But to the spirit, I understand God set up. In the end, when everything is proper, you realize he became father to Pharaoh. Father. Father to Pharaoh. By just one thing. And I'm going to open your eyes to something. I want to explain the blessing of a dreamer. Okay? The scriptures tell us when they are in the prison cell, two guys dream a dream. And he interprets the dream. And one guy is killed like he was interpreted. And the guy is let free. The Bible tells us he told this guy that the moment I'm let out, I'll remember you. You hearing me? So we're expecting that the moment the guy is released, he's going to speak a few small and soft words to the king for the king to love who? Joseph. And guess what? The scriptures tell us he forgot. Now, at the point when I'm thinking the man forgot to speak about Joseph, God's mighty mind is saying if they remember Joseph now, he will be released and leave. If they remember him now, he will run and seek his own. So Joseph stays in prison, not because he has a demon on him, but because he has to be kept for the grand finale. The awaited moment. Are you hearing me? And the scriptures now tell us, one of those days the king dreams a dream. And when he dreams a dream, of course, seven small cows eat seven cows. And then the king, the Bible says, he sought for a man to interpret the dream. And the Bible says, he called on all the sorcerers of the land that only one man would interpret the dream. And this is the anointing of the blessing of God upon your life. No sorcerer could open their mouth to try to even lie. You see, they speak about false prophets. You understand, friend? Tell you, the man that can solve his occasion because he needs remuneration. Are you hearing me? But the Bible says, the spirit of divination, the Bible says, it brought her masters much gain. The spirit of divination brings men gain. That's why we have issues with prophets who speak money. One, two, three things, they want money. Why? Because this is bringing reward to a man, not Almighty God. But even to those men who are eating by the hand of the king, no mouth could open and speak divination. Because the thing was not only concealed by the mind of God, it was also concealed in the world of sorcery. Oh! I don't know if you understand what I'm to tell you. He's speaking of a wisdom where he had to conceal not only the things in the world of the earth and the spirit of God, but even if you went to the world of sorcery and conjured any demon, none could open its mouth to rob Joseph's occasion. Listen, the thing I'm talking about, the Bible says, he is my portion. He maintains my lot. And I used to think, lot is money. No, lot is opportunity. Lot is not cars. Lot is opportunity. 
the opportunity to get the car when you want to get it, the opportunity to do the ministry when you want to do the ministry, the opportunity to get married when you want to get married, the opportunity to build a house when you want to build a house. And some men are next to the king. They need a certain line of favor. He has fed them all their life. A man could have risked to go to the spirit world. Why? Because these men understood sorcery to a certain level. I mean, we're talking of kings back in the day, getting men and telling them, let's go and conjure the spirit of Samuel. In that kind of man. And man, these guys go and bring out something called the spirit of Samuel. We're talking of that level of witchcraft. Where a man can go and bring out a spirit of a dead man. But they are before the king. And nothing can rob of Joseph. The Bible even says he first had a shave. He was sure. The word for you I'm coming. He knew. He just knew. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. The thing upon your life. A man will enter into the spirit world to try to look for it and fail to find it. He will enter sorcery and try to still look for it and fail to find it. Because it can only come out of your system. But there is a spirit line that guards your substance. And that's why when we go to the realms of revelation, he speaks of one who found the word like one who tramples on spoil. There are things you can't read in a book. There are things you can't find on television. There are things you can never dig out of an old man's revelation. And there are things no man will ever speak. They can only come out of your spirit. Listen, there are manifestations that will only come out of your spirit. The problem with many Christians is they are settling for the substance that only carnal men approve as revelation. Carnal men approve as miracles. Listen, what we're talking about, I has not seen. Ear has not had. If in your family they have something, listen, what you have not seen them have is what the Lord wants to begin from to work in your life. But the end beheld must be the substance of revelation because it's his redemptive power. The Bible says the just are preserved by knowledge. They are preserved by knowledge. You're preserved by how much you know. Not because you have a certain man of God who's special, who the Lord reveals things. Listen, you're preserved by what you know. So to the level of your knowledge, the same level it is you know. God wants to get you past teaching. Men who are visible and present with you. Because the principle of Isaiah is my word is sent out and it cannot come back void. The Bible says it shall prosper in the thing wherein I send it. He didn't say that that thing necessarily has to be present. He said when I send out my word, it does not come back void. When a man locks up himself in a room and then he starts to speak words, they don't come back void. They go up in the air to a man who is meditating and they slope into his spirit. Bam. So some of you are actually stumbling on certain men's messages. But you see, God wants to take you past just stumbling on men's messages. It's wonderful. But God wants you to become now the sender. He sent his word. Oh, he sent his word. That's how you understand the ranks of the spirit when you have to function by the ministry of faith. Look at the Roman centurion. He says, for I have found no faith anywhere in Israel, like this Roman. He says, man, master, I am a man under authority. When I tell my soul they are jump, he doesn't ask me why. He asks me how high. When I tell him to clap, he doesn't ask me why. He asks me how many times. When I tell him to scream, he doesn't ask me why. He tells me how loud. He says, I'm a man under authority. I know that this thing in your mouth is under authority. When you tell it, go and heal. Oh, call a man daily. 
I understand the principle of what it means to be under authority. I understand it. He says, I'm also a man under authority. When I tell anything under me, it listens. You just send your word. The Bible says, and this is love made perfect that we might have confidence on that day. For as he is, so are we. As he is, so are we. Now, if we are as he is, listen. Send the word. Just send the word. I mean, you're here and your business is dying. And you think sitting there is going to fix it. Just send the word. Why? Because he's also a man under authority. He knows. And he says, wow, this is faith. It's not stupid. If you're a woman and you're here and you're not married. You just say, marry me now. (laughs) Oh, pray for me, pastor. I'm not married. Send the word. He knows how to wake them up. I mean, Abraham refused. Sarah told him, get rid of the slave. He says, me, 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 get rid of my chick, chick. This is my kid. Why should I take my kid? Sarah, you are joking. He went to sleep. Word came at night. Told him, Abraham, hey, hey, wake up, wake up. Saddle a woman and her kid. But, but, shh, listen to your wife. And then your husband is crying and you're also opening your mouth. No, 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 no. How can you talk to me like that? Did you marry me like this? Is he another and all that? No, shut up, shut up. Go to the word. Go to the word. You're at your workplace and your boss is throwing tantrum and you're also throwing tantrum. Oh, no, no, no. You don't speak to me like that. I'm a child of God. Listen, if you're a child of God, you don't even need to speak. You don't even need to speak. You just send the word to the HR. Tell him, HR, shift this guy. Shift, shift, shift this guy. Shift this guy. And the moment he goes, you tell the rest, and watch out. But that is if you're punished innocently. Don't be funny, and yet you also want to claim no. Bible says if you should suffer, you should suffer rightfully. Not because of your funny character of coming late at work. And all the saints said, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I'm a dreamer. God set me up. I'm a dreamer. So, Joseph, when the brethren come, he tells them, don't worry. In fact, the scripture I love most was, he said, don't think you're the ones who sold me. You might think you're the ones. You're not even the one. Why? Because the man was so aligned to the dream. And testimony of Almighty God for any man to sell him. That's why it's a place of knowledge. Now we know that all things work for good. Now we know. We don't hope. We don't pray. We don't expect. He says we know that all things work together for the good to them. Give me the Amplified Bible. He says we are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor. All things together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for those who love God and are called according to his design. So I realize the frustration of purpose, if is out of line with God, has some to do with the man's design. The Bible says we are not of them. That draw back to perdition. He spoke of a nature. There's a nature that can draw back. But there's a nature that can't draw back. He says we are not of them that draw back to perdition. He says but we are of them that what? Believe to the saving of the what? So to let me call. Back up what you call that. 
Tell your neighbor, don't draw back. But you see, it's not a state. It's a nature. Our nature doesn't give up. Are you hearing me? If I try this and it fails, I do another. You understand? If I try to raise a dead man and he fails to raise up, I look for another dead man. Are you hearing me? When I pray for that one and he fails, I look for one whose skull has been removed. You get what I'm trying to tell you? Why? Because I don't draw back. I'm just a crazy. If he fails to work, I look for a more crazier issue. Why? Because it's our nature not to draw back. We don't draw back. See, when a man starts to draw back, question his design. We don't give up. We just don't. It's our nature. Even if you say, well, I'm going to give up. It just fails. The day you say that, I'm done. I'm so done. That was the day you also came again in choir and started singing. But as you say, oh, God, I ain't going back. I, I'm not. I'm, that's the day you come and pray. I swear. I'm, God, me, I'm disappointed in you. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to come. The next day you find yourself. Just why? Because it's not in your nature. To, that's why when certain Christians say certain things, I want to get soap and wash their mouth. Listen, you can't speak words that draw back. It's not in your nature. You don't give up. Okay, yes, the doctor said. I don't care what the government said. I don't care what the institution said. It doesn't matter who your brother, who said that they said that they say that she said that you said. No, that's their story. It's their business. We just don't draw back. We know who we are. It's not pride. It's identity. <laughs> Abraham takes over everything. And he tells the king, hey, 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 hey. I know I've taken over everything, but take back your gold and silver. At least you'll say that you made Abraham rich. <laughs> he wasn't proud. He was only saying that the way our things come, even if a man says they won't help you, that's their business. There will still be another way. Your help will come. If a man says, I'm not going to do this from today. I'm not going to do this. I swear, I've been feeding you. I'm not going to feed you, Mark Allah. Scrap your hands and say, Lord, I sent you. Because you have saved me from vegetable and greens. I've been like an animal. I'm entering meat. Why? God is setting you up. Some of you, if you had not lost that job, you'd not have thought of that million dollar idea. If they had not frustrated you, you'd not prayed. Ah, come on. If they had not said certain things, you'd not have thought to know a certain God. Thank God they are there. They are working with a certain design. And then you're there. Oh, my uncle, my auntie, you've victimized yourself. Listen, you're a victor. The Lord says, thanks be to God. Who always causes, always causes, always causes us to triumph. The Bible says he maketh manifest the server of his knowledge by us in every place. He literally means everywhere you go and pass, men will say, God was here. Listen, God didn't want you to get to a point and say, ah, Rita passed. No, God wants you to pass. And people say, Jesus passed. So come and wrap out those whole things of what would Jesus do? He's in you. Just say, what would I do? Because it's the mystery that was hid from the ages past and now revealed, which is Christ. Yes. The hope of glory. Tell your neighbor, wake up. God set you up. You don't have rejection. God set you up. You don't lose that job. God set you up. For we know that all things work together for good. To them that love him. And are called according to his purpose. They are working in plan. The message version. He says, that's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. I mean every detail of your life. Every detail of your life. He's working for something good. 
listen, God is the master. All things work for good. But you have to wake up and understand. You see, Jeremiah 24 says something. Let me show you to you. Verse 6. Listen to what he promised. He said, read with me. For I will set my eyes upon them for good. And I will bring them again to this land. And I will build them and not pull them down. And he says, and I will plant them and I will not pluck them. Ah. You guy, you're so proud because you got money. It's going to leave you wappy. He didn't pluck you to unpluck you. He didn't get you pregnant to lose that kid. He did not get you that business to fail. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? He didn't get you that husband to beat you every day. Listen, he can't pluck to unpluck. He can't build to break. That's transgression. The Bible says, if I build the very things I break, I become a transgressor. God is no transgressor. The wisdom of the prudent is to know his way. His way doesn't plan to unplug. The Bible says, concerning his government, there shall be increase. I know it's very hard for some of you to believe because you love those fake lines. You see, salvation sometimes can be very hard. I've been there. My mother died of cancer. She was born again. I don't talk those things. When I find three lame men and I pray for one and he walks, I don't get on the pulpit and say, we pray for two lame men, three lame men and two walked, and then one did walk. No, 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 no. I get to that guy who walked and I, I forget I prayed for the two. I say, a lame guy walked. Why? Because the communication of my faith can only become effectual by the epignosis of every good thing. Not the gnosko, but the advanced knowledge, the epignosko of every good thing, which is in me, which is in Christ Jesus. When you do everything and then you do your business and then four areas in the department do well and then one fails. When you're telling some person, can you believe four areas in my department did well? You don't say, but man, there's one that just feel, I, I feel so bad. Shut up! <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, all things work for good. The Bible says he is not the God that allows a woman to become pregnant and she does not bring forth. But I hear people lose their kids and say, oh, the Lord took her. It was the will of God that she dies. And then I asked the dear woman, why? Because I love the kid so much and I made the kid a God. So was that your problem or the kid's problem? So do you want to tell me God is punishing your kid? Because of your weakness, or the kid was a god, and then the kid had to die. You're looking for every line of excuse. He says that the life of a man is 70. By reason of strength, they shall do more. No parent will bury their kid here. I repeat it again. No parent listening to me now. If you buried before, that's okay. You're not going to bury again. I said you're not going to bury again. He didn't pluck to unpluck. He didn't plant them to pull them down. He didn't anoint you to get you off the pulpit. He did not. That's not God. The Lord anointed him for a few years. And the Lord decided, I have anointed you enough. Let me take you. Tell anybody, it's not my portion. Hallelujah. 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 But you know how many Christians think that God planted them to pluck them. They're asking me, why God? Why did I marry him? 
If you knew he was going to be like this, God, why did I marry her? If you knew she was going to be like this, why did I do that ministry? If you knew the guy was evil, why did I? Listen, you're set up. He's working for your good. Even though it doesn't look like it's right, it just works. Listen, I am persuaded of greater things. Paul says, brethren, we are persuaded of better things that accompany salvation. Paul got past the place of hope. He was persuaded. What does the Amplified Bible say? He says, even though we speak this way, yet in your case, brethren, we are firmly convinced of better things that are near to salvation and accompany it. I'm not hoping that you'll get a car. I am sure you'll drive a car. I'm not hoping that you'll be big in ministry. I am firmly convinced you're going to be big in ministry. I'm not believing God for your marriage. I am firmly convinced that you'll get married. I'm not believing God for that next business proposal to pass through. I am confident, firmly convinced your business proposal will go through. I'm not believing God for your growth. I am confident, fully convinced you will grow. I'm not believing God for your upgoing. Listen, I don't believe God. Some Christians are still saying, I'm believing God for a job. I am so fully persuaded of the things that work with the treasures of God. We have this treasure in Athens vessels that the glory might be of the Lord. When Joseph interprets the dream, Genesis 41, after interpreting the dream, he tells Pharaoh, get men to do it do you hear how a set man up speaks? He didn't say, give it to me, I'll show you how I'm good. I say, I can do it. No, 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 no. He said, get a guy to do it for you. I've finished my part. Because you see, there are two places of interpretation. The first line of interpretation is to know the meaning of things. The secondary line of interpretation is to apply the meaning of things. Many men know the meaning of things, but they cannot have the grace of application. I don't know I'm speaking to somebody. The people who know, oh yes, the Lord showed me this and yes, they dream certain things and then they see those things and then prophets speak in their lives and that's true. But that is the end of it. Nothing happens. That's why every prophet, I mean every prophet, should have and understand the application lines of interpretation. Not just the unfolding of meaning. It's useless for you to know what I ate last week if you're not going to give me a grace to eat better. And that line of interpretation is called epilusis. It's the Greek word epilusis. The line of interpretation that does not just interpret the meaning of what the man sees, but can also give a distinctive pattern of the application of the things the man has seen. So it's one thing that he knows there's seven years of lack and seven years of plenty, and he has to store up in seven years of plenty enough to get for seven years of lack, but it needs a certain wisdom for the house. Are you with me here? Are you with me here? Why? Genesis 41. I want to show you something before I come back. 57. The Bible says, And all countries came into Egypt to Joseph for Dubai corn because the famine was so sore in all the lands. You see, <laughs> they're throwing this guy in a den and selling him off. And they don't know that the dreamer is interpreting for the world. Because when it hits through Pharaoh, actually Pharaoh was dreaming for the world. 
And the interpreter was not interpreting for Pharaoh, but he was interpreting. Now, you can think of how much mathematics and economics this guy needed to feed the world on just the income of Egypt. It's called wisdom. That is why when Pharaoh is looking for the application, he says, there is no man in whom the spirit of God is except this guy. He knew you needed a certain spirit to have a certain wisdom. Listen, the best economists are not supposed to be the guys who read economics in Oxford. The best economists are supposed to be men who pray like, Ma paralandala, sete keleba, brinkele kele seleba la sala, bromomobobokose, karandalaze. That's why he says, I'm looking for a man in whom the spirit sits. And he says, Joseph is a man in whom the spirit of God sits. Pharaoh died and worship his God, but he's sure it must be a spirit that worked in the man. But even more so, the spirit of God. And this was just occasions of visitation on Joseph. You, he dwells in you. This was the mystery that was hid from the ages past and now revealed Christ in us, the hope of glory. He says, I shall put my spirit in them. Not upon them, but in them. Are you hearing me? And then they fight you and they realize that you're saving your whole world. And listen, even if they say, we don't need his help, the world needs your help. They'll still come back. Tell your neighbor, they'll still come back. Why? Because it's a setup. It's a setup. It's not witchcraft. It's not your father's. No, shut up, darling. It's a setup. They will come back. And that is why in 4145, he gave Joseph a name after he appointed him. The Bible says, and Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zephnath Paneah. Translated, the treasure of the glorious rest. The rest of a Christian who is in glory carries a certain... It's called a treasure. It is the treasure of the glorious rest. He's not talking of a rest that doesn't have glory. The blessing of God maketh rich and added no sorrow. That's why the Bible says, we which have believed have entered into a rest. God wants you to rest from certain things. Are you hearing me? Stop making certain things the way you think you... That's why you're failing. Because you've applied too much human effort. And Abraham, I know that you believed so much, but human effort put you into Hagar. He produced Ishmael. And because God still promised I'll produce something out of one old and one barren woman, he still had to fulfill his promise. And years after, you realize he comes out of Sarah and still fulfills his promise. And the next thing we know, the Bible says that Ishmael started to scorn at Isaac. So actually, the battle you're having is not demons, no. The battle you're suffering from is human effort produced, trying to fight what God has produced in you. You went for the wrong guy. Now the real guy has come. You did the wrong business. Praise the Lord. Now the real business has come. You fought your way somewhere up there. But then the real blessing that didn't need you to fight came. And now you're betwixt. The true battle in your spirit is not actually devils. It's the decisions you make because you applied a lot of human effort to fulfill the promise. Listen, the Bible says Abraham staggered not 
other promise. He was fully persuaded that the God who promised, if he said, I'm going to get you a ministry, brother, don't try to make that ministry. He will get you a ministry. If he said he's going to promote you, don't try to do certain things that are out of the line of your duty for you to get promotion, including ha la 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 la. You understand? Just believe that he said he will do it. That suffices. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. He says, cast all your cares for he cares. The moment you say, oh God, school fees, give it to him. And the moment school fees starts to get busy, I handed you over. You understand? But there are Christians who hand over to God and they still go back for his stuff and then they carry their mess. Oh, I'm stressed. I'm sick. Can you believe it? The doctor said, let the Lord care for that. Let the Lord care for that. Let him worry about your next paycheck. Let him worry about your next car. Let him worry about your next business. Let him worry. Cast. Listen, it's possible to live a happy life, joy unspeakable, full of glory. Why? Because you cast all your care. I don't worry how we're going to be tomorrow. No, I am fully persuaded of the things that accompany salvation. I'm too safe to be broke. I'm too safe to be unwise. I'm too safe to be disadvantaged. I'm too safe to be dilapidated. I'm too safe to be hated. I'm too safe to be rejected. I'm too safe, I'm too safe to be broke. Too saved. I am sure. I am so sure. You'll make it in this life. I am so sure. And not like a survivor. He said, You shall be the head. I'm prophesying and not the tail. He said, You shall be above and not beneath. I and the children the Lord hath given me shall be for signs and wonders. They shall be potents in Israel. Listen, even though you're working with people, you're different. Even though you're sitting in the same matatu with them, you're different. Even if you're sitting in the same bus with them, you're different. Even when you sit on the same plane, you look back and say, Kalalalande, I'm above these guys. That's a true place of perception. And the Bible says we're seated in Christ far above. And the Bible says, from whence we look. We don't look from down. We look from the far. We don't look from valleys and flat places. No, darling. We look from mountains. We behold. The man of God was at the mountaintop once and says, I've been to the mountaintop. Listen, our generation is not being to the mountaintop. It's always on the mountaintop. Always on the mountaintop. The Bible says the prophets of old searched out. They searched out to know what manner the spirit of Christ was. And the Bible says, and it was revealed unto them. That not unto them they ministered these things, but unto us. And the Bible says, things angels inquire into. Angels desire to look into. Present continuous. The angelics, present continuous. Want to look at you every time. Some of you are the wonder of angels. You pass on the angel says, my God, he passed, he passed. He there, 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 who? Him. Why? He has a wonder. He has a treasure in Athens vessels that the glory might be of God. There's a car accident. Why? 
he has a treasure. And the moment he starts to teach, they start telling each other, Mike, he's preaching. He's preaching. He's preaching. He's preaching. Why? They desire to look into. And then they also get not, oh, but excuse me, sir, the angels are in heaven. They see God every day. Yes, they see God every day. But God does not live in angels. He lives in men. Oh, God. He lives in men. So the angelics want to understand how big God you are. You change in color and glory every day. And then we slope down in the earth. And you're seated in a certain woman. Angels have questions. Tell your neighbor, angels have questions. How about you? And you're worried about food. You're asking yourself, where will I sleep? Listen, angels are thinking the same thing. They need your favor. The Bible says they are ministers. They are ministers. They are ministers to the heirs of salvation. They have a reason to minister to you. You can't die of a car accident. Some Christians have. But at the sound of my voice, you're not going to die of an accident. You're not going to die an early life. Why? Because they lose too much. They lose too much. They enjoy God in a body. He's seated inside you. And you think you will not be a success. You think you're going to be no more. Listen, you will be a success. We're not preaching you back to the lines of glory. No. The Bible says that the lines are fallen unto us in pleasant places. We have a goodly heritage. I'm not trying to preach myself up there. I'm just up there preaching myself. I'm not trying to prophesy myself up there. I'm up there prophesying myself. I'm not trying to do things for a pleasing man anymore. I'm past pleasing men anymore. I pleased my bedroom many years ago when I preached to that bedroom window. I pleased my bedroom many years ago when I preached myself in the mirror of the bathroom. It's a small thing that I should see this and get excited. It began here. Guys preach to cows when there were no people watching them. Why? Because their treasure, Kalande neighbor, could not hold them anymore. They became a bit crazy. They sat in Matatus. They wanted to be a bit more composed. But the dream came out. She found herself opening her mouth and saying, Abol Uganda, yes, we And yes, she was beautiful. But she got in a taxi and thought of what it would be like to be so corporate to preach. But necessity was laid upon her and the word of God was like fire in her bones. We started on streets. Why? Because we were dreamers. And when we were on the streets, we are not preaching to street men. No. I don't know whether you understand what I'm trying to tell you. Some of you are waiting for special red carpets to preach the gospel. Brother, you're not going to get it. You're not a dreamer. If you're still looking for cameras, lights, and action. Some of us preach without camera, light, or action. With no recording or no man. No one called a man. You just have to imagine the angelics have said, hey. Because that's what the dream does. 
it takes you to hospital and you lay hands on a guy and he dies next day and then after you go back home you say no I still believe you go back to hospital again and preach the same message and one day when the result works you dance a bit worked then you go back home and tomorrow then you walk and you remember I don't draw back he promised me he promised me the Bible says he has good plans to make me prosper and not to harm me to give me that future that hope that expected end and then I realized the problem was not my end the problem was the power and density of my expectation how much did I expect when he switched it and said your expected end what do you expect in the end if in the end you just expect one BMW and a little house down the road that's wonderful expect that I expect millions by the millions by the millions by the millions by the millions why because it excited a certain man to even see me preach the Bible says your father Abraham rejoiced to see your day Abraham saw your day and then he danced a bit and said Sarah give me a second what was he laughing I saw Apostle Grace Kalande. put your name put your name put your name then you start dancing but you don't know why the man is dancing he's dancing because he's seeing Fanero your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day he saw it and was glad I imagine a man old meditating and then he starts to <laughs> and Elisa is like why is the master laughing <laughs> the labor walking the blind are seeing the deaf are hearing the dead are raised in the name of Jesus how can you die normal Tell your neighbor I refuse to die no. Some of you are alive because of the posterity of other men on the earth. Because you are alive, there is a certain man who is sure he cannot die. That if you walk into his hospital and you find him on his deathbed he will just see you and heal why? it suffices that they saw you all of the things you're going through that's a small, the Bible says they cannot be compared he called them light afflictions he called cancer light afflictions can you believe it? he called HIV light afflictions he called that marriage failing light afflictions he says they cannot be compared to the eternal weight of glory how? while we look not they walk away to <laughs> glory 
while you look not those light afflictions they work at away their glory while you look not at the things which are seen that present situation you're going through he says but of the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal it's temporal that you're sleeping out it's temporal that you're renting it's temporal that he's quarreling it's temporal that she's mad it's temporal it's just temporal he says it's just temporal but the things which are not seen and he says while you look I saw millions before I preached to them I saw hundreds before I preached to them I didn't first see them to preach to them are you hearing me I preached to you before you came to Fanero the 23 doctor told me you have had disease you're going to die they were just light afflictions why because my death meant many of you would not be here don't you understand it was just a setup you can't die you just can't die and god has a crazy sense of humor Exodus 1:11 therefore they did set over them taskmasters the children of Israel now you hear me therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens and they built for pharaoh treasure cities pithom and ramses verse 12 but the more they afflicted them <laughs> the more the multiplying grew and they were grieved listen god wants to get you to a place where men will grieve why because the more they slander you the more you go up the more they speak massive things about you the more you increase the more they hate you the more favor comes upon your life the bible says and as they were afflicted the more they afflicted them the more they multiplied the more they gossip about you the more you increase the more they speak slander the more you go up until you grieve them listen god has not given you an anointing that should set every man happy god has given you an anointing that will grieve certain men get ready to have certain enemies not because you're bad sister but because you're too blessed to be loved you're too anointed to be faithful and that's my principle if a man afflicts me I dance for increase. I dance for increase. If a man says anything slanderous upon my life, I dance more. Are you hearing me? I don't get into pity parties. Oh, can you believe that they say that I say that again? Why is I the one? I'm not the one who said that. Listen. I'll say this in Luganda. Bible gamba ya salo musango gwensonga. Okutali gwensonga takusala. If you don't know Luganda, I'm sorry. It's beautiful that way. You're the treasure of any glorious rest. You thought that the guy hated you so much and defied you know. God set you up. He set you up. You don't have any demon on you. He said, "I have good plans." 
to make you prosper and not to harm you. Plans of hope. Plans of peace. That's what I think. Listen, the Bible says that the thoughts that he has towards us are like the sand on the seashore. Count every grain of sand as a thought. One grand thought, 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 thought. And you walk in Kampala Road and you're a bit stressed. And then you get your hair piece and then you do like this because you have a little thing. Gross or something. And then your hair falls out and says, hey, hair. Hair, one million, three hundred, six hundred and seventy-five. says he even knows the hair when you cry she's crying he's crying why do you cry is there no counselor in you is your king dead listen is your king dead don't cry Paul says he comforts us with the comfort that is of him and he says therefore we also comfort you with the very comfort that he has comforted us and you lose sleep dreamer you lose appetite dreamer listen let me say this let them go let them go the most important thing is Abraham stayed with God. It doesn't matter any fertile plains that Lord chooses. The blessing is on Abraham. It's not on Lord. Lot is just a covering. That's why the Hebrew word for Lot is covering. Lot is just covering. He was a man blessed under Abraham's cover. So certain people who live are blessed because they are with you. They're there, they live. You're a dreamer, Joseph. So, listen. If you hold anything against anyone, forgive them now. They could not have set you up. They could not. They cannot touch the anointed one of God. They can't. They can't. But you become angry and give them power. Get delivered from people. Tell your neighbor, get delivered from people. No man in this world, flesh and blood, can fail you. Settle it in your spirit. No man in this world can stand in your way. They seem like they're standing in your way, but they're only quickening you to interpret dreams. They're only quickening you to interpret dreams. Can I share a mystery? The mind of the spirit works by the eternal wisdom of finished business in the heavenlies. So the essence of you adopting the mind of the spirit is not that you will believe in the heavenlies. Faith is an earthly assembly. 
in the heavenlies, the only substance that works is wisdom. Are you hearing me? The place of wisdom is very simple. The Bible says it resteth where understanding is. God wants to cause you to understand that some of these things that are disturbing you were already preordained for a finished work and the result was a good thing. For you are God's workmanship created and two good works for which you were pre-anointed, pre-ordained that you might walk in them. So you're not believing God to change your life to make the lame man walk. You had to make lame man walk. That was your nature. You had to be the richest woman there was. You had to be. You just had to be. Listen, so we're even past the place of can I, will I, could I? No, listen, you had to be. Like the clock is moving clockwise. You just had to move clockwise. You could not move anti-clockwise. You can't. Even if you say, let me try to move, it's just not in your designer nature. To move anti-clockwise. You had to be. Listen, you had to be. So yes, there's stories. You survived death and that's wonderful. You had to survive it. You had to. Why? Because eternal wisdom has spelled out very clearly the dispensations of our ministry. Our functions were simple. To leave earthly assignments of faith and first get into the eternal wisdom to understand that faith is just an assembly. Of what is already finished eternally. So faith becomes the secondary substance after wisdom. That's why faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. The word the Bible says is the one that came from heaven. It's the truth from above. The substance of Jesus Christ is the word. That's what brings faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. But eternally in wisdom they are seen. The Bible says that the things that have been hid have now been made visible that men are without excuse. The more you understand this wisdom, you have no excuse not to be a success. The more you understand this word, you have no excuse not to shine. Listen, he says the path of the just, the path of the just, the Bible says shines and shines brighter and brighter and to a perfect day, not a failed plan. But give me the message version of that. It says, listen, the ways of right living people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. So I'm sure you're shining brighter tomorrow. You're shining brighter next week than you're shining now. Oh, Kole Malande. And now we behold like in a mirror. And what you see yourself in a mirror is actually God. The glory of God in a mirror. Reflection. Actually, this word is just a reflection of you. You're not a reflection of it. They don't set the word before the mirror to see you inside. No, they set you before the mirror to see the word. He says, you're on a piece of known and read by all men. You're not written by ink, but by the spirit. Listen, you're supernatural. I am sure that the longer you live, the brighter you will shine. I am so sure. While you look not, while you look not, I am so sure. Listen, I don't care what they said about you. Huh? The Lord tells me to tell you, you're about to have a switch in your finances like it's not going to be two days. It's not going to be three days. It's just going to be one day. Something is about to happen. 
something is about to happen. The things of the spirit don't need ages to respond. They just need moments with the God you serve. Are you hearing me? So eternally, when we understand that what was evidence of things not seen to us by the spirit was seen. When I came to the world and I stood under the earth, I understood why the man of Ecclesiastes says there is nothing new under the sun. Anything new had to come eternally by wisdom. So when we are preaching a new thing, we can't preach it from what men have seen. You understand, Brendan? Why? Because we draw patterns of things above. He says, set your mind on things above. Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, of good report, if they have any virtue on them, he says, think on these things. Because that's the testimony of the wisdom eternal. That when you get on the earthly and you're functioning in faith, to them, you're having evidence of things not seen. But to you, you're having evidence of the things you've already seen. Jesus says, I do as my father does. But there are no lame men in heaven. There was a functioning of the spirit eternal to go to heaven. Into the wisdom of God. To make this lame man walk. Before it comes on the earth. And Jesus says, I saw that. Why? Because I don't only exist in the earthly realm. I existed eternal. And I saw how the father did it eternally. By wisdom, it was not the blind eye opening. By wisdom, it was the blind spirit leaving the man who was created naturally to see. Why? Because all good and perfect gifts come from God. Who is the father of light? In whom there is no shadow of turning. He has never created a blind eye. But a blind spirit. That's what the Bible says. He rebuked the blind spirit. The business is not on the blind man. He's not a blind man. No. He's a seeing man with a spirit on him. Cast it out. Wisdom. Somebody raise your hands and speak in other tongues. Holy 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 Lord God Almighty The morning My soul
somebody raise your hands in the heavens. The Bible says that how God wrought special miracles by Paul. That handkerchiefs and aprons that left him put on the sick and them that were possessed of devils. The Bible says they left. I feel that anointing here. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I see hankies leave somebody and they're healing the sick. I see aprons leaving your body and demons receive it in the name of Jesus. It's heavy. It's heavy. Dead things will work when you touch them. You'll speak to things that are not living and they will heat. God will feel, do special miracles by you. You're going to worship until teeth grow. You're going to worship until eyes open. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost. If you're a worshiper, something is coming. You are receive it, my brother. Receive it, my sister. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Listen to me, child of God. Listen. You're not going to die a normal one. You're going to live a supernatural in the name of Jesus. You're going to do mighty exploits in the name of Jesus. You're going to see God like you've never seen him before. Some of you are going to experience plain sight of the things of the Spirit. In Jesus' name. I want you to give the Lord a mighty hand. Listen to me. Listen. If you're here and you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus. And you want to accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. Repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus. I believe that you died and rose again. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm born again. In Jesus' name. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m.
p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.